beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello Carmela. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good. Awesome. So let's get something clear really quick. Do you like to be called Carmela or Mela? It's so funny because I get asked that all the time. Um, honestly, I kind of prefer to be called Mela, but when I introduce myself, I can never say that. So I always say Carmela and okay. then take off with Mela. It's just weird for me to call myself that. But like family, friends, clients, like I'm usually Mela. So that Have works. you always been Mela ever since you were little? But pretty much, yeah, my friends, my neighbors, um, my aunts, my uncle, and it kind of like it started and then it kind of faded out and then it came back when I was like in high school and it stuck, so. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, I always call you Carmela. That's how I know you. I'm like, Carmela is her name. And it's such a pretty name. So I'm like, Carmela Salinas. <laughs> I love it. It just kind of rolls together. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you on. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. All right. Thank you. So before we get started, let's have you do a quick introduction of who you are, what you do for those of our uh, viewers who don't know who you are yet. Okay, so I'm Carmela, Mela, whatever. <laughs> I am in um, South Texas, I'm in Victoria, Texas, and I'm a spray tanner. So I've done tanning since about 2015. Um, kind of just started it as being a busy mom and knowing that I couldn't really go back to the job that I was doing before because daycare and prices and time and just, you know, all that good stuff. So um, the idea came about and I went to my husband and he's kind of my researcher because, you know, I was busy with babies and babies and he was like, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea, but let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. So he kind of did like all the, all the busy work for me, sorted it out. Um, and at first, I was just like, I think like a tanning salon would be kind of fun, kind of lucrative. He's like, yeah, but, you know, click, 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 let's do spray tanning. It's healthier. Let's get you a vehicle because then you can, you know, get to those moms and people, you know, that are busy and help, you know, bring some convenience and bring more of a better, you know, package to them. So um, with all those ideas, and I was like, yeah, that's, you know, what I want to do. I just kind of felt, you know, with all the kids, like having to like kind of abruptly like leave the job I had I was like what am I doing now you know I, I know I was an important person at home but I was used to being a very important person at my job so I it was just a definitely a different change um, so having this idea come and knowing okay I can help someone you know in a different way um, it was it was just really exciting so we kind of had all those ideas and once the babies you know in my downtime I would do research and online courses and sample. Um, and then once they were understanding enough to kind of let me leave the house a little bit, um, that's when I really started networking and going and popping up in clients' homes. And that's kind of where that all started. That's amazing. So let's take it back a little bit. All right. 
before you started your own business, um, what were you doing for? Because I know that you mentioned a couple times that you were important at your old job. So what did that look like before? What was life like before becoming an entrepreneur? I was um, an optometrist technician and I loved my job. It was so fun, so rewarding. Um, I mean, literally being able to help people see, you know, is, I mean, everyone loved to see you all day long. It was just very fulfilling and rewarding. So I loved to do that, but I was kind of like her right-hand person. So I was doing, you know, training the new staff that would come in. I would train um, people on how to put in their contacts. I was doing the admin stuff and the schedule stuff and the ordering. So I was kind of like doing everything. Um, and then once I got pregnant, I was like, I can keep doing it. So I kept doing it. And then I had my first son and then two months later I found out I was pregnant again and I was like, I can keep doing it. And, uh, I did it through that pregnancy. And then I was like, I, I just can't even do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And just for my own knowledge, because, um, you know, we talked about having like a second baby and stuff. Was it a huge difference between having one baby versus two babies? Because I like compared it to my dogs and like, it was more difficult to have one dog than two dogs. And I don't know if I, <laughs> um, honestly, it, it was very easy in my opinion. And I mean, not easy, not at all, but like, you had the one baby who I was like, well, he's a baby. He's just going to sleep. So he literally like stayed in his swing or his bouncer and just kind of traveled around the house with us. Yes. Um, and I had, you know, my, cause they are, my boys are one year and one day apart. Oh, <laughs> have, have a one year old and you think, okay, toddler, but they are very much a baby still. So he wasn't speaking. He was barely learning how to walk. Everything was grunting. So when the new baby came, I was still having to hold, you know, hold him and finish, you know, that nursing session and stuff with him. And, um, but, but it was cool because they could kind of like chill together and, um, they learn from each other. And my last son, my newest son, he was walking at six months because he was trying to keep up with the other one. And I'm going to be Gosh. like the creepiest thing to see, you know, the little like it it was it was weird he had like this little mop head of hair and um so it was weird wow. it was weird but it was cool that they already were like so stuck together so that made things a little bit easier where i could set them together and go get the food get the snacks wash do whatever i had to do um so it was kind of easy but also it was just like having twins because they were up you know throughout the night they were crying all that stuff so can't even imagine that's insane i mean having one kid is such a transition i'm like either i was meant to have like zero kids or multiple kids like i don't think one is fair right. for me. so so now um so you were working as the assistant for an optometrist and then you decided you know to have babies and at some point you were like you know what this is a lot i can't really do all of it so you ended up quitting i'm assuming is that correct Yep. Yep. I, I, I tried to kind of leave it like open ended, but I knew I was like, I'm not coming back. When am I, how am I going to come back? You know? I mean, that's, you have your hands filled quite literally. You have three babies at this point. Okay. So at what point were you sitting there and thinking like, all right, I have three kids and I'm still taken care of, but now I'm ready to do something for myself. What was like that conversation like? And, and what was that turning point? Because to me, it's hard. It's hard for me to imagine, like, just sitting there one day and still having these three kids around and being yeah. like, oh, "I need to do something for myself." 
Right. And it was because I was literally sitting on the couch like when this happened and I like had one kid and one kid and my daughter was at school and um, and it was just kind of like I think just kind of being in that state of not I mean, you have your obviously you have your ups and downs and I know it wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a tough day, but it was just a tired day, you know, and just being with the kids. And then I saw something on TV and I was like or before that, I was like, I just really wish like someone could come to me and like cut my hair or paint my nails or, you know, do something, but come to me. Cause when am I going to get to leave the house? You know, um, my husband, he, his schedule, he really didn't get home to like six, six thirty, And then that's already dinner time and bath time. And, you know, so I'm like, when am I going to get to get out of the house? Cause these kids don't let me go anywhere. <laughs> so I could only imagine like that there are other women out there who feel the same way, whether it's one kid or a toddler or multiples, you know, and, um, that was when I was kind of like, I need to like, I knew I wasn't going to go back to the job. I need to do something. What can I find for me where I can still have fun, but give, I love to help. So what can I do to give to other people? Um, and I kind of only always knew I wanted to be in the beauty industry, but I had no idea what, and like going through even high school and trying to decide what with college, I either want to do something with beauty, a meteorologist or a pastry chef. And <laughs> so different. Yeah. How all over the place those things are. Um, and that's like still how I am. I'm like, Oh, I love this, but I love this and I love this. So it's, so that's why like, I didn't even really make it through college because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so like, but the beauty thing kind of always stuck, but I was more so like, I see myself running something, not actually being a hairstylist or a makeup artist. Like, I don't think I'm creative enough for that. So it always kind of lingered. So I think when this moment came with the kids and being at home, I was like, okay, let's look back at that. Literally something had popped up on TV about tanning. And that's where I was like, Oh, that sounds good. Cause I was never a spray tanner. I, I didn't really, I went to the tanning bed like once, one summer with my friend. That was my only experience with anything tanning, you know? Um, but I knew obviously that people do it, um, in, in some, you know, way or another, and that there's still other and better ways to do it, you know? So yeah, that's just kind of where that, where that came. And I, you know, had the support from my husband and he was like my biggest cheerleader. Like before I even had all my equipment in or finished my training, he was telling everyone about it. So excited for me. And, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, but still like not mentally sure if I could do it. Cause I'm like, look at me, I've got all these kids. <laughs> like, how am I going to do this? Um, but like once the ball started rolling, um, and I just really just kind of picked up the gun and started meeting people. That's when I became confident and started marketing myself. Because really all that time he was like, oh, my wife's going to do this. And she's got a spray tan business. And I'm just like, oh, I guess, you know, kind of shrinks syndrome, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know, you know. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful um, for as much or as happy as I thought I was doing what I was doing, I, there was still so much burnout with that because you're working for a doctor's office and you're working, you know, five to six days a week and 10 to 12 hour days. And, um, there was definitely burnout for sure. But I was like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, I love this. I don't have a degree. I can't just start up school right now. We don't have time for that. Um, so I'm very thankful the way things kind of fell into place. And I'm honestly for my voice, cause had they not come around, I probably would not have 
thought about this at all, honestly. Yeah. You didn't have all of your hands filled and you're sitting there one day just on your couch like, okay, I need to kind of like do something for myself, but also do something for others. And it's funny because um, going to the spray tanning industry, like you think about people that aren't in the industry, they probably like look at the beauty industry as like vain or like something that isn't really necessary. But truthfully, like the way that I look at it, when I hear of people like, you know, you helping moms like by going to their house or as helping women who have, you know, vitiligo and they're going to get married and they want to even out their skin tone. Like it's much more than just a spray tan. I think for many of us spray tanning artists, because we see like the behind the scenes, sometimes like there's laughter and tears involved and all of these things. So it's definitely something where I do feel like not only are you changing lives through your clients, but also now that you're a spray tan trainer, your students as well. Um, one thing that I love about you is the experience that you have in the sunless industry is very like wide. Like you had a van, right? I have my and you also had an in-home studio and now you have your storefront. So I want you to kind of discuss, I guess, because everyone that I, a lot of people that I talk to, they're like, I want to know about the van situation. Like, how does that look? Is that something maybe I want to do? So can you talk a little bit about what your experience was like, the pros and cons of having a spray tanning van? Yeah, um, honestly, because I, I, so I got it a couple months before. It was always my goal. You know, my husband shot out the idea. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. That'd be so cool. Um, he's like, okay, we'll start, you know, let's see how this goes. Because he had even told me, he's like, if, you know, we get this and that's another perk of Sunless is you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to try it out and see if it's for you, you know? And he's like, if you don't do anything with it, that's fine. If you just hand your friends and your family, that's okay. But let's really focus. Let's try. So, okay. So we did that. And within a couple months, close to a year, you know, he was like, I was going into more clients' homes and stuff and, but wanting something still a little bit easier than, you know, bringing all the bags in with me and not knowing what I was walking into and spaces and stuff like that. So I asked him, I was like, what do you think about the whole vehicle thing again? And he's like, yeah, we'll go take a look. And so we did um, the conversion place. I mean, it's kind of like building a house, you know, we walked in, um, chatted with them, had our consultations, were able to kind of set up all my colors and pick everything out. So that was really fun and exciting. The only uh, the down part of that was that I lived two hours from them. There was no one in my small town. So we weren't able to go like check on it often or make sure things were being done the way I wanted. Um, there was some delays, you know, just like with building yeah. up. Yeah. The best <laughs> I can give is, you know, we went from it's going to be done on this date to like six months later. Okay, it's finally done. And I was like, you know, but the whole time they're like, it's going to take two weeks. It's easy for us to knock out. It's a standard setup. We're like, okay. So, yeah, just trying to, you know, all that communication, you definitely have to stay on top of that. You know, who are you trusting all this work with? Do they fully know? about the extraction systems, you know, when it comes to sunless and the ventilation. So that was a little bit of a learning process. Um, but we got the van and that was like a couple months before COVID though. So I got the van and I, I before went through it, through my little time of delay and stall with them, I was already speaking though. Like I have the van. Yes, I'm the one with the van. So people would ask me about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's so great. You know, just trying to like manifest for it to be done already. Because <laughs> every week it was another excuse as to why it wasn't done. 
So I finally got the van in hand, but then a couple months later, COVID hit. So when I was like, I took off with the van, doubled, I was so busy, but still within, um, it, it wasn't overwhelming. I wasn't out there like a Monday through Friday. I was still like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, working around my family, but like everything had just blown up for me. So it was really exciting. But then COVID hit, so I didn't totally have to stop because I wasn't going into people's homes. Mm -hmm. So it really came in handy in that part um, because it was it was perfect. It was a one-on-one. -on -one. There was a sink on the van. I'm not bringing anything into their home, you know, so it, it worked out really well, honestly. So that kept me busy throughout that period. But now I'd say kind of the the con with that is that, you know, I did get so busy with it. But then it's it's a lot for me because, you know, I'm, I'm here trying to provide this great service, but like I'm physically like sweating and like dying, you know, it's and like person trying to do all of it, driving to people's homes. Do you feel like you had a lot of one on one clients with the van or was it mainly like parties? It was honestly, it was mostly one on one or like a group of two to three. And then a few bigger parties sprinkled in there, like a few parties of eight to 10. Okay. But yeah, it was those eight to 10 because girls would ask me, so how many can you do? I'm like, as many as you want, you know, not right. really about it. And um, so I would pack like all these extra bags worth of products and solutions because you never know. I didn't know who was going to show up. And at that time, I didn't have like a booking deposit set in place. So I would just go and hope for the best, but I'd be there like drenched and sweating, <laughs> get my breath back and, you know, and um, they're just kind of, you know, circulating one by one. But um, I mean, they love it. They see this thing pull up and it's just a whole new vibe. It's very exciting for them. Um, but yeah, when it's just you, it, it definitely does take a little, you, you have to have your boundaries in place for sure. For sure. Yeah. I but specifically if you're going to people's houses and I know that us as entrepreneurs like we have and we've talked about this in our private group too it's like we have a hard time saying no to clients <laughs> for whatever reason but I think as you evolve as an entrepreneur you have to set those boundaries because if you don't if you're showing up at like 10 p.m. 7 a.m. like I was at one point you start to really resent what you're doing and the people you're working with so it's important to really figure that out sooner than later yeah All right. you have the van and then at what point did you decide that you were going to have an in-home studio or was that something that you've always done I've always had the in-home studio um, I think just basically when I was well we I started we were living in one house and then we moved but I was still bringing clients into that house but the setup wasn't great they'd have to walk through the house and it wasn't my ideal setup so when we built this house that we're in now, my husband has his business. So we knew we needed a big office space like built onto the house. So that way clients aren't having to come in and see the kids and deal with all that. So we would share this because he's an accountant. So we're kind of like opposite-ish seasons a little bit. So I would set up in here and then he would just kind of work around my schedule. So I loved having the bigger space but I loved the fun and the vibe and the convenience of the van. But what I would do is when it was like homecoming prom or like big events where I had big parties and they were right here in my side little side country town, 
to make it easier, I would set up my home studio and let them come here and just kind of, you know, one by one in and out. But then I got really spoiled and kind of used to having this whole big space. And I was like, I don't want to go back on the van right now. Like, you know, I, I want the whole setup. I want the air. <laughs> you know? yeah. It can be a lot. So, you know, with all those girls, it was, I originally, I was kind of like, maybe next year we'll get like a little city bus. That's kind of my next goal is something a little bit bigger. But after doing like this last season of prom, because they had prom early, I was kind of like, I think I want to start pricing around for an actual space in town. And my husband was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> He's like, you know, big deal. Yeah, super supportive. He's like, if you find a good deal, then, you know, check it out and we'll see. If not, no big deal. We'll wait. And when it happens, it happens. So um, I went kind of pricing around and found something that was the perfect setup and a great location. And... Uh, we just kind of jumped on it, and so now I yes I do balance kind of well I balance the van and this uh, my new shop, and then I just kind of cut completely my home studio because I'm like, even though I want to help like the girls that are right right nearby me, they can come to the driveway and tan on the van, and that's you know how I offer that. But I'm like I can't be setting up at three different locations totally because then you have to like, try either different equipment, which is going to cost you money or just like lug everything to yes. your different spaces which is not really conducive to anybody's growth <laughs> so yeah. that's awesome though so you have the ability to still offer the service at home which would you say now that you've gone through multiple ways of offering this spray tanning service what would you say to somebody who is interested in getting into the industry and they're kind of like, I don't know if I want to do mobile or if I want to do this like at home or in a salon, what would be some pieces of advice that you can give them? Um, I think I would kind of start with what, why are you looking at the industry in the first place? Is it because you want to help people, you know, in kind of a different way? Um, I would probably say them, you know, if you're thinking about convenience and bringing convenience and care to someone, I would say let's probably look at more mobile, but if you are looking at it kind of as more so as like, I just want to kind of see what this beauty industry is about. It sounds great. It sounds fun. I want to meet new people. Then I would say by all means, if you're able to find a space because, you know, chances are it's going to be like in a salon or something and you're going to be able to network and grow through those people, then that's going to be just as fun. But I think it just for starters, it's going to kind of depend on like your why and what kind of got you interested in this first as to which path to go down. Yeah, um, I love that. I, I do resonate with all of what you had just said. And also I think about like, are you in this for business? Um, because if you are, and this is just my perception from what I used to do. And when I first started was doing the mobile thing, right? It was just from my car, whatever, versus um, eventually I got like a storefront. And I know that I made a lot more money as somebody who had a storefront because I was able to fit four people in within an hour, making about $200 an hour if our books would, were filled versus doing something like mobile because I wasn't really focused on parties. It was just like one-off situations here and there. I would charge like 50 to $65 for one mobile appointment, which could take like one hour or more, depending on where, you know, traffic and all that stuff. So 
if you're looking at this long term and you're like, I'm set on like doing this as a business, I want to make more money. I do think that doing it from like rental room or having your own like storefront is going to be the best way. But maybe for you, Carmela, it was like better for you to do mobile if you were doing like bigger parties and things like that. So maybe you have a different perspective of it. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I feel like I got such a good variety with it. So um, whether it was before I had the van popping up in people's homes, like the parties were great, you know, and sometimes I bring like my sister to help me just because I, you know, it was when the girls would be like, I don't know, there might be four, maybe 12. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, am I going to need help? I don't know. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, my and my biggest thing with that is like, I don't, you guys are having a party. I don't want to feel like I'm in your way where, now I got to break all this stuff down while you're trying to hang out. So that's why I was like, you know, if you can come help me, come help me. Because I literally just like throw everything in a bag and get it to the car. And then I sort it out later. So yeah, I'm the <laughs> it all up because I'm like, I just want to get out of your way so you guys can have fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely if, if I think it, it kind of comes down to your family life too. Like if you are someone who's like, I'm going to do this on Saturdays and Sundays and, you know, you're going to drive 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. You get one person. I would try and start pushing, like, the tan with a friend. You know, I, I would always do that. Like, hey, you know, invite a friend over. You know, like, bring your girlfriend over. Even someone to check it out. If they don't tan this time, maybe they'll tan next time. But hoping I could at least get two people there, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you don't mind that little bit of drive time and then knowing that, yeah, your cost will be a little bit less but you are still bringing this experience to someone. So in the big scheme of things, you know, you're giving them a lot and they will hopefully have some good, you know, words to spread about you because, oh my God, this girl just came to my house and it was so great. You know, whether they've heard about it or not, you know, as cliche as it always sounds, but we always say it is no one is you. So I still get new clients that have tanned with, you know, in big cities or here or there. And they're like, I've never seen sticky feet before. I've never seen a nose filter before, you know? So it's just really cool to be able to bring this whole thing right to someone's home. So even if you aren't making as much money as you could at a salon space, you know, is that okay for you and for your heart? Is that something that's, you know, going to help you grow and maybe you have goals down the line. So this is just your first baby step with it, you know? I agree 100%. One thing that I love that keeps on coming up is the fact that you make decisions um, just from your story today. Like you make decisions pretty quickly. And I know that that probably has a lot to do with the support that you have from your husband. But at the same time, I do think a lot of people, no matter whether or not they have that support, they have a hard time making decisions. So can you share a little bit about like the process in which like you decide to say yes to yourself even though it's scary like is there anything that you can share that maybe help other people honestly um i'm just gonna it's gonna it's gonna go back to having support is even like when i was little and just growing up um it's funny because when i was little and we i was born in texas but i grew up in near chicago in illinois so um my aunt up there, when we moved up there, I think it was like four, two or four or something like that, too, I think. And uh, we lived with them. And my aunt, from a young age, had always instilled in me the phrase, she's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. That's what I was going to be. And so here I was, little two, three-year-old, and that's what I was saying. And so she always had so many ideas. My family is always with some sort of idea. Um, they always want to grow. They always want to be better and better. 
So when it comes to decisions for anything, our whole vibe, honestly, with my family is like, it's going to be okay. It's okay. <laughs> so you really, you know, sometimes that like kicks us a little bit or my mom will be like, you guys, it's not going to be okay. Like we need to worry. But, um, so chill with like, it's fine. It's going to be okay. We're going to make it work. So then, you know, growing up and meeting my husband, he's, he's more way more logical and obviously you know being an accountant he's like but there's rules and there's consequences and things might not work out but he's also very like chill with ideas and growth that we both have and he's like yeah we'll figure it out don't worry about it we're gonna figure it out so that kind of partners up that support just that i've always grown up with and confidence i've always grown up with partners up with actually just like making the confidence for myself today and what I mean by that is like, I will either have an idea or like be put in a situation. And like I said, with the van, I just kind of, it's almost like a, like a white lie where I just like say, Oh, I've done that before. I got it. It's fine. <laughs> you know? So when I did, you know, like the latest thing, when I decided to get the shop, you know, and it's like, yes, now you're going to have overhead costs and you're going to have different insurance and, you know, um, rental obviously and electricity and all that stuff but it was like okay well i've done this before kind of you know not really but kind of yeah. <laughs> you could, i mean i had a van i don't know not really the same thing at all so i was like i've, I've kind of done it and what do i need to do is i'm going to have to start growing my clientele and marketing myself you know more but because of the reasons i think why i'm in this industry I wasn't even worried about it. I was like, I get to be myself when I'm doing this and I'm very confident in my work and that just meeting people, it's just, it comes very naturally. So I was confident that I could make this decision, go sign those papers. And honestly, I was a little nervous that day because I, I knew that, okay, we have this appointment set to go see the space. And I was like, literally like our lives are going to change in like 10 minutes when we get there you know we see the space and if it's good i know we're signing papers and we're getting it and that's going to be a whole nother chapter in what i'm doing and what i'm doing for my family and what i'm doing for my community so i was a little nervous but like when like we walked through and it was great i was like okay we got to do it <laughs> you know i mean it, it all fell into place so well and I just knew, um, just, I was like, I'm going to do it. There's really no other way. I knew that if I wanted to keep growing and keep impacting that, you just kind of had to make the step and check the box and say, okay, um, here's the decision. Decisions made. We're doing it. So totally. I always just go back to like having faith and being guided in a way that like, if I have the idea or if I have the opportunity, I have to say yes, because it's my opportunity or it's like my thought or it's my vision or my dream. And I don't really get held up on like all the what ifs or like what could go wrong ever because I've like lived through a hundred percent of <laughs> all the things that I've lived through. Right. So it's like, I will be fine. Everything is good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You really, I mean, and again, people will tell you, you know, the what ifs will kill you. So you just got to, Jump, jump through it. You just got to go because you can either sit there and wonder and wonder and it's never going to be the right time, you know, just like having a baby or making buying a house or getting married, whatever, you know, you're never going to be fully ready. You're always going to have an excuse for it. So do you want to sit there like with all that just going on and not knowing or do you want to like 
let's add some excitement. Let's just do it and try it and, you know, kind of almost what's the worst that can happen and just kind of be prepared, you know? I mean, I'd rather just do things that are scary and just like get it done over with as long as it's aligned with my vision and my dreams than to sit there in like safety. Yes. I enjoy like being stressed out as weird as that is. <laughs> I enjoy like pushing myself into like the next stage of growth because I feel like if we're just stagnant in this space that's safe and like secure, there's no fulfillment in that. And I don't know, like if you're not growing, you're dying. That's just the way that I see things. So I love that you share that, that concept and that, that vision with me. Thank you so much for spending your time and your energy with us today. For those of um, the guests who are watching you, is there a place that they can contact you if they have any questions or to check out what you do? Yes, um, you can go to obviously my Instagram or Facebook. Both of those handles are just at glow, the letter N, glow and go mobile tans. And then my website is glowandgomobile.com. And yeah, like you had mentioned before about the van, I do get reached out by a lot of people about how did that work? What would you change? Um, how do I find something like this? So um, if you guys have any questions on that route, I'm more than willing to help you kind of find out where to get started. Yeah, because that's a huge investment. Like I know a couple of people who've done vans, who, some who have succeeded, some who like ended up selling it for whatever reason, but you should probably do a training course on that. I think you could do very well. <laughs> yes, I started one, and then, um, but I want my husband to put his knowledge of the tax site in there, and because he was technically the one that kind of helped start me up, so he did all the websites and registering and all that. But I do have where it's going to be like half me uh, for the mobile and the van, and then kind of his half as well. So it'll be a really nice big great starter for either mobile with your vehicle or mobile on converting and then all the startup things to do. So good. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carmela. I love you so much. And I will see you guys next week. Carmela, I will see you next week as well. <laughs> and thank you again. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Hey, Beauty Business Babe, I really hope that you love this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram, and tag me at I am underscore Kellyanne for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode.